is that as we leave this place, we will actually be overflowing with hope. But I realise it's going to take some some uh, challenging words to persuade you uh, of that. But here we go, here we go. But first thing, and this is the good news, uh, that God is the source of our hope. God is the source of our hope. He's the ketchup, isn't he? He's the, he's the HP of our hope, isn't he? God. He's the source of our hope. May the God of hope, may the God of hope, God is a, a God of hope. Our hope is, is not in ourselves. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope is in God. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. So the first thing I want to say is that God is the source of our hope. Our hope is in God. Christian hope is not to be confused with wishful thinking. Christian hope is not to be confused with wishful thinking. You know the sort of thing, uh, I hope my team wins the FA Cup. Uh, for a lot of teams, that is wishful thinking. Uh, your team might still be in it, just about. I don't know. Uh, and you might have unrealistic hopes of, uh, of winning the FA Cup. Uh, or you might hope to win the lottery. Again, these things, they're, they're wishful thinking, isn't it? Isn't it? I, I hope uh, the, the sun shines when we're doing a barbecue. I hope we have all sorts of hopes that are really just wishful thinking, aren't they? And so we don't want to mix up Christian hope with that. Uh, R.C. Sproul says, Hope is called the anchor of the soul because it gives stability to the Christian life. But hope is not simply a wish. I wish that such and such would take place. Rather, it is that which latches on to the certainty of the promises of the future that God has made. Our hope is in God. And not only is Christian hope not to be confused with wishful thinking, it's our Christian hope is not to be confused with blind optimism. We've all got a friend, haven't we, who is just blindly optimistic about everything. Um, oh, the weather will be fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, yes, uh, not only I hope my team is going to win the FA Cup, my team will win the FA Cup. We drew with Sunderland. We're still in it. We've got them at home. We're, we're going to win the FA Cup. Blind optimism. Don't worry. Everything will be fine. However disastrous it looks, it'll all turn out blind optimism. Uh, based, on, based mainly in the person's char- characteristic. You know, some people have a, an optimistic, some people are, are the opposite of that, of course, and have a pessimistic, and everything's gloom and doom, and everything's going to go <clears throat> wrong, and, you know, the, the PowerPoint's not going to work, the, the music group won't be, everything will go wrong. And, and Christian hope is not to be confused with these things. Hope for the Christian is not wishful thinking, or mere blind optimism, N.T. Wright says. It is a mode of knowing within which new things are possible, options are not shut down, new creation can happen. So the hope that we have, it's not wishful thinking, you know, I hope everything turns out all right this year, I hope nothing goes wrong. Because it's just silly words, isn't it? Because the reality is everything probably won't turn out as we wish and as we hope for. But that doesn't mean... We are without hope. Some people in this world are without hope. And that's not a great place to be. 
Some people are living in, in hopeless situations and they have no hope. But our hope is not based in our situation and our circumstances. It is based in God. Now, faith is being sure, this is what the writer of Hebrews says, now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Christian hope is based in the faith of God. Things that we can be certain about, not just wishful thinkings, things that we can be absolutely certain about, that we have no doubt about whatsoever, because the source of our hope is in God. God gives hope. In each and every situation, God can give us hope. God can give us hope in hopeless situations. Where do we put our hope? Well, we don't put our hope in in, in the politicians. Uh, They come and go, some are good, some are bad. We don't put our our hope in, in winning a fortune in the lottery. And we don't even put our hope in the church Or even in the minister. If you put your hope in the minister, you are going to be disappointed. Uh, Because at some stage or or other, you will be let down by all these institutions. Uh, But that's not where we're placing our hope. That's not what we're going to put our hope in. Our hope is in God. And so, Lord, where do I put my hope? My only hope is in you. Are you feeling a little bit hopeful yet? God is the source of our hope. Remember that next time you you know you you get the HP or the ketchup out. Just remember that God is the source of our hope. And not only God is the source of our hope, but Jesus is the focus of our hope. Jesus is the focus of our hope. Where we focus actually changes how we think about things. If we, if, we, if we focus on all the things that could possibly go wrong uh, this year, or if we focus on, on all the, the, the things that are going wrong in our lives, uh, we, we can do that. It's called worrying. And, uh, and when you worry, what you do is you, you think about something over and over and over again. It doesn't change it, uh, but you think about it. It keeps you up at night. It stops you from sleeping, and it's there, it's, 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 it's the focus. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying um, there aren't some terrible things happening that we shouldn't think about, and we should just forget about it, and live in a Christian bubble, and, and pretend nothing bad is happening. But what I'm saying is, is we don't need to make that our focus. In Hebrews it says, fix your eyes on Jesus the author and foundation, founder of our faith. Fix your eyes. And where we fix our eyes will affect how we live and where we go. So Jesus is the focus of our hope. Uh, we sometimes sing, don't we? In Christ alone, my hope is found. We're going to be singing it later on in the service. In Christ alone, my hope is found. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. You see, God wants to fill you with joy and peace. God actually wants you to have joy and peace in your lives. And he wants to fill you with those things. But the problem is, if our lives are filled with other things, if our lives is is, is filled with anxiety and and worry and all sorts of other things, um, there's no room for God's joy and peace 
to get in and he can't fill us unless we allow him to. And of course, when we're talking about joy and peace, we need to, again, kind of define what we mean by Christian joy and Christian peace. Christian joy isn't, you know, forever jumping up and, and, and down and, and clapping your hands with a goofy smile on, on your face and, 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 and acting as if nothing's wrong in, in, in the world. Uh, that's happiness, isn't it? Billy Graham, in his book, Hope for Each Day, says, happiness depends on circumstances. You know, when your team's winning, you can jump up and down for joy. When everything's going well, you can celebrate. Uh, but joy depends on God. Happiness depends on circumstances. Joy depends on God. And again, peace. The peace that Jesus gives. He says, peace I leave you with. My peace I, give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. God isn't, when Jesus talks about peace, he's not talking about the absence of war. He's not talking about the absence of conflict. He's saying you can have my peace in these situations, in these difficult situations. You can still find peace. God wants to fill you with joy and peace. There is an emptiness in us that only God can fill. Some people are running on empty. You know, if you're driving your car and, uh, and, and you look at the fuel gauge and uh, it's, it's getting near that, that, that letter E and you think, oh, I can go a few more miles and, and, you, and you keep driving and then a little red light comes on which is like warning you that if you carry on you're going to run out of fuel and the car eventually is going to stop. Anybody ever run out of fuel? Yeah? You know, I've never, I've come pretty close, but I've never, anybody ever prayed? This is great, isn't it? Anybody, anybody prayed for a petrol station to appear? Anybody actually prayed? Yeah, you've done it, haven't you? How, how silly is that? How silly is it? You've either got a lot of faith, or a lot of foolish, or you're desperate, you're praying that a petrol station will suddenly appear. Uh, you know, God will produce a petrol station so you can fill up and it'll disappear as you drive off into the sunset. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, that red light warning comes on because it's saying that you need some fuel in your tank, otherwise the car's going to stop. And some of us run on empty. That's how we live. We live em- empty. People, you, people use that phrase, don't they? Empty lives. Uh, but some of us, we, we run on emptiness, don't we? we? We're exhausted. We're tired. And God wants to fill us. God wants to fill us with peace and Joy. But he does that as we trust in him. And the key to having peace and joy is trusting in Jesus Christ. Putting your trust in him rather than in anything else. Lots of people put the trust in all sorts of things. You know, I trust uh, that when I look at my alarm clock and it says 7.30, I don't think, well, I'm, I don't think it really does say 7.30. I'll stay in bed for another half an hour. I trust that the alarm is going off and it's 7.30 and, it's, and, and, and I get up and, yeah, I'm on time. I could just think, oh, I'm sure it's not right. We put our trust in all sorts of things, don't we? If we want peace and joy, uh, we get it as we trust in Jesus. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me, Jesus said. And he said this in John 14 when his disciples were worried and fearful because Jesus had talked about the fact that he was going to die and he was going to leave them. And he said, trust in me. 
And sometimes it's in the most difficult circumstances that we discover whether or not we're actually trusting God or not. It's in, it's in times when we are experiencing uh, ill health, when things at work maybe aren't going right or relationships have gone wrong. Can we still trust in God? Can we still trust in Jesus? You may go through difficulty, Charles Stanley says, hardship or trial, but as long as you are anchored to him, you will have hope. The amazing thing about the Christian life is however difficulty, however many difficulties we face, however uh, hard it becomes, uh, we never lose hope. And again, I say that's not just a, a silly optimism that, that's founded in nothing. The hope is in Jesus Christ and in God and what he has said and what he has promised. And his promise is that he will be with us, that he won't abandon us, that he won't desert us, that whatever we go through, he doesn't promise to remove all the difficulties from our lives. He doesn't, you know, we, we can hope for whatever we like in 2017. You know, I did wonder whether we should, you know, have a list of what we're hoping for, but and then I thought, well, we just end up with a silly list, won't we? I hope the church is, is, is full of people this year. Well, obviously we, we do hope for that. Um, but we could, we, it's, it's what we're hoping for. Whereas really, we want to put our trust and our faith in God and discover what he wants. Very often what we tend to do in church is we mirror the world that we live in and, and we think big and, and lots of people is successful and, and lots of finances. And when we look at Jesus, we find something totally different. And sometimes it's the smallness, it's the struggling, it's the hardships that are rewarded. Anchor yourself in him and you will have hope. And the reason why we have this hope in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope. It's a hope that is alive. You know, some people will be here this morning and your hopes have been squashed. Your hopes are dead. You hope for something and it didn't happen and it's dead and buried. Well, let me tell you this. Jesus was dead and buried. And the disciples thought, that's it, it's finished, it's gone, it's over. We put our hope in this teacher. We followed him for three years and they killed him on a cross and they buried him and that's it. And Peter says, in his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. That's why we can have hope. Because even death is not hopeless to the Christian. It's not the end of the road. It's not the end because we believe in life after death. Are you feeling hopeful yet? Jesus is the focus of our hope. And there's more. It gets even better. The Holy Spirit is the supplier of our hope. The Holy Spirit is the supplier of hope. It's not me that's going to supply you with hope. It's not my words that will supply you with hope. But the Holy Spirit working in you can actually give you hope. And uh, this is what Paul says. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trusted him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The hope 
that we have in God, in focusing on Jesus, is supplied through the Holy Spirit. The Christian community, uh, Henry Newman says, is the place where we keep the flame of hope alive among us and take it seriously so that it can be grow and it can become stronger in us. You know, we've got something that our world needs because our world doesn't feel hopeful about 2017. Our world feels anxious. Our world feels worried. Our world feels frightened about the future. And with good reason. With good reason. But we have this message of hope that is based in God. It's focused. Its source is God. The focus is Jesus. And it's given through the Holy Spirit. In February, we're going to be uh, starting another 40 days. Can you, how exciting is that? It just, it just gets even better and better. We're going to be doing 40 days in the miracle of mercy. And, uh, I, I believe that this will be a series that gives us hope as it looks at the different, uh, different aspects of, of life that we live about the hurting, the broken, and how God's mercy. And in February, we're going to start this six weeks as adventure in the miracle of mercy and then next week there'll be a sign up you can sign up for books uh, at five pound each you can uh, sign up for small groups because uh, we want everyone to get into a, a small group and, and there'll be daily readings there'll be more verses to learn and uh, to encourage you and give you hope it'll be great it'll be fantastic uh, something to look forward to the miracle of mercy but <clears throat> in one of my favourite films I don't know if you've seen it The Shawshank Redemption uh, Andrew Drufus says hope is a good thing and uh, he was given it's only a film story but he was given a double life censoring sentence for, for supposedly murdering his wife and his wife's lover but actually he didn't do it and you would think that was a pretty hopeless situation and yet this character in the film goes into this prison and gives hope in, in the way that he he approaches his sentence uh, for some reason, his character is is full of hope. And uh, Romans 5, earlier Paul says, This hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us, because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. A hope that doesn't disappoint. The Christian faith, Martin Luther King says, makes it possible for us to nobly accept that which cannot be changed, and to meet disappointments and sorrow and inner poise, and to observe the most intense pain without abandoning our sense of hope. We don't abandon our sense of hope when things go wrong, when things turn out badly. We don't abandon our sense of hope. In fact, Paul says that we may overflow with hope overflow with hope now <clears throat> are you feeling hopeful yet but you're not overflowing with hope are you you're not overflowing it's not it's not spilling i don't sense that this this hope is is like spilling out of you and overflowing you know if you've if you've got a, a cup of water and you and you fill it to the top and if you carry on filling it it just spills out doesn't it and paul says this can be the christian experience that we can be so filled with hope that it actually spills out of us. And when that happens, it, it spills out. And if you stood next to somebody, 
they're going to be affected by it because that hope that you have is spilling out of you. Again, in, in the film Shawshank Redemption, the character Red, uh, <clears throat> at first he's, he's, he's been re- refused uh, a, a pardon. He, he keeps going and, and see if he, he can be released. And after 40 years, he's finally released. And uh, his mate has escaped from prison. And this is what he says right at the end of the film. He says, I find I'm so excited I can barely sit or hold a thought in my head. I think it's an excitement only a free man can feel. A free man at the start of a long journey whose conclusion is uncertain. I hope I can make it across the border. I hope I can see my friend and shake his hand. I hope the Pacific is as blue as it is in my dreams. I hope. Living next to this guy who was full of hope despite his circumstances spilled out into his life and gave him hope. If you are feeling hopeless at the beginning of this year, get next to somebody who's got a bit more hope than you and see whether the hope that they have in God can spill out into your life and affect your life. God is the source of our hope. Our hope is not in this world, it's not in circumstances, it's not in money, it's not in things, it is in God. Jesus is the focus of our hope. It doesn't mean we don't look at the world and look at the bad things that are happening or or ignore people in their suffering, uh, but we focus on Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit is the supplier of our hope. He will supply us with hope even when we are feeling hopeless. And so, let's do something. Let's pray together. And uh, I've got a prayer that I'd like us to use. And, uh, and just say, as we come together at the beginning of this new year, maybe we could even stand together and, and pray this prayer as a prayer of commitment. <clears throat> of our intentions to put our hope in God. Let's say together, with God's help, I affirm that in 2017, I intend to bring harmony in place of discord, opportunities out of challenge, praise instead of criticism, encouragement to replace despair. We affirm that in our church, 2017 will be a year of holiness and wholeness. One purpose for many people. Prayer that leads to action. Everyone finding a place to belong. We pray for our community. 2017 will be a year of healing for those who are broken. Order where there is chaos. Protection for the vulnerable. Enterprise for all. We pray for our nation that 2017 will be a year of health, of body, mind and spirit. Open-hearted attitudes. Passion for justice and mercy. Expectations and villages fulfilled. Amen. And may the God of hope Fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope 
by the power of the Holy Spirit.